Hello and welcome to your Ultimate You podcast. In today's episode, I have a lovely lady with me sharing her story to demonstrate the realities of what we face as women. We all are unique and spend far too much time worrying about what everybody else thinks or does. That we often forget to check in with ourselves. I truly believe I will be able to empower all of you beautiful women who are listening simply by inspiring you and educating you through the power of real women sharing their stories, vulnerabilities, passions and drives. Without further ado, hello Jen. Hello. It's great. Hi, it's great to have you here today with me. This incredible woman is has created a life that she has wanted for herself by simply working very hard and truly believing in her own conviction and self-worth. A true inspiration, if you ask me. Welcome, Jen. I'm so grateful to be here with you today to chat to you about you. So, my lovely, let's give the, li the listeners a picture of who you are. Please, would you tell me a little bit about your background? Of course. Um, I'm Jen Parker. Um, my business is Fuzzy Flamingo. I provide editing, design and publishing services to um, traditional publishers on a freelance basis, but also directly to self-publishing authors. And I absolutely love what I do and the fact that I can now do it myself, for myself, um, is all part of a, a bigger picture where I um, never really intended to start a business. Um, it all just kind of happened um, at the right time for me and it's not only improved um, my happiness, it's improved my health um, and all of these things have combined to make me um, appreciate what I have and that I'm in a very fortunate position. So I can tell you a bit about um, how I came to be self-employed. Um, it basically, I worked my way up through a publishing house, so started right at the bottom picking and packing books in the warehouse and doing admin for the different departments worked my way up through the production department and ended up heading up um, all of the design teams under the different imprints. So um, I got a really broad base of knowledge and um, was managing a lot of people in my teams, in my various teams. Um, absolutely loved it, but it did come with high stress levels and um, long working hours. Um, and I have autoimmune conditions called ankylosing spondylitis, psoriatic arthritis and fibromyalgia. And trying to manage that because I was on immunosuppressants and um, still am on immunosuppressants to, to manage my conditions. Um, with the open plan office and the air conditioning and heating systems, pumping everyone's germs all around, which I think people are more conscious of now. But back then it was just kind of a given that I would get every single cold in the office that was going around. I had to have lots more time off than other people and was constantly fighting to try and feel well so when I got pregnant with my first child um back in 2016 when I went off on maternity leave in what was supposed to be probably one of the most stressful times in a woman's life everyone was telling me how relaxed I seemed and how the people just kept saying things like oh motherhood motherhood must suit you and all of this kind of thing and yes I really enjoyed it but I was absolutely shattered like every new mum is um feeding well into the night and things like that but I was relaxed and I was feeling healthy pregnancy I felt so much healthier during my pregnancy and it kind of made me think about how I'd been treating my health and how I've been treating myself whilst being full-time employed and I wasn't looking after me very well 
Um, so when it came to the end of my maternity leave, I was thinking, what am I going to do next? We were looking into the finances and full-time childcare, and I wouldn't really come out with anything out of my wages. So I would just be working for working sake, really. So chatted to my husband about it, chatted to my bosses about it. Um, and they all supported me in going freelance. So doing what I was doing, but for myself, as and when I could. And that's what I thought of it as. I didn't start, think of it as starting a business. I thought of it as just working for myself when I could, while the kids were young, until they went to school. And then it just kind of snowballed. And um, I was working with different publishers on a freelance basis. And then the, the individual authors were coming. I was networking and meeting all these amazing people and thinking, actually, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. So then it all changed and I make myself much more of a priority now than I ever did. And it's, it's working well. Wow. Wow. What a journey and just something so, so prevalent with mothers face when they, when they finish their maternity leave, it's, it's that what's next or do we go back? And the fact that you had the gumption to look within yourself, to explore your options has only led you to a fantastic journey and, and what you've created for yourself. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. What is it that you faced or caused you to struggle in life up until the point you made a conscious decision to make a change in your life? I think it was uh, me being at the bottom of my priority list. And I do slip back into that. So um, we were chatting before recording about um, how lockdown affects us and that kind of thing. And during the first lockdown, I slipped back to the bottom of the list and it made it had such an impact on my health. Um, my I was struggling to manage my conditions and my arthritis was flaring, my hair started falling out and I just got really poorly. And so when we came out of that lockdown and I looked back at what I was doing and how stretched I'd made myself and how I hadn't been looking after myself, I thought, ah, how have I let this happen again? Um, so I've just reassessed my priorities and made sure I look after me because if if I'm not well and I'm not doing well mentally and physically I can't look after my kids properly my business won't grow and so all of these things are affected by me not looking after myself so it is important that I am higher up that list and I do look after myself but it is so easy to slip back into old habits and that's what you just need to keep you need to keep working at it it's not easy. I have 100% and it's something that you know it's first of all having that awareness um, to really put yourself first and to be able to do that truly comes from within. Um, as you've mentioned, you've got a business, you're a mum, you've got really, and you're a wife, you've got big roles to play for who you are as part of who you, what makes you up your identity. And you cannot, as we all know the, the, the metaphor, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So it's ensuring that your cup is always full. And then once that's full, you keep pouring into it, it's going to overflow inevitably. And that is what's for everybody else. So it's not taking away from you, but it's the key. The key here is to be able to ensure you know what you can do for yourself to make sure that cup's always full. Thank you for that. That's a, that's a very, very um, relevant um, picture and aspect of, of life itself. Within that, Absolutely. did you find you had a paradigm shift or, or did you find that a paradigm was found within yourself that you became aware of? Yeah, I think so. Um, I I've been talking to other people about it um, quite a bit recently um, because 
I think it was a learned behavior. My mum always put everyone else before her um, to the detriment of, of her health um, and her well-being quite often. And I saw that, um, but she was such an amazing person that it was like I aspired to be like that. And I do still want to be like that, being very giving to other people, but it, it needs to come from a place where I'm able to do that. And so I think that's where the shift has come, that yes, I do want to be like my mum, but I don't want to um, make the sacrifices she made because it's, it's not helpful at the end of the day. 100% my lovely and that's also a very key message here it's we are natural caregivers as women um, we have an innate ability to put everybody else in front of us um, and many of us I can see just like from yourself very much like myself I want to give the very best and I love caring for others and being that kind genuine person but it shouldn't come at the detriment of who you are to exhaust you. So it's not about taking anything away from your loved ones or your nearest and dearest. In fact, it's ensuring that you're taking care of you first, therefore your, your loved ones are gonna get the very best of what they deserve. So thank Absolutely. you for that, thank you. What's been your, if you like, aha moment or what do you find has been your inspiration to keep that momentum going? Um, there have been quite a few, but I think the most recent one was at the end of the first lockdown. When, when the rules started to relax, my girls were able to go back to nursery. Um, it was only really at that point that I looked back and saw just what I'd been doing to myself. And I think sometimes you just, because right at the beginning, we didn't know how long the lockdown was going to last. It could have just been a few weeks. Um, so that's why I just ploughed ahead and carried on doing the work I was doing for my business alongside the full-time childcare. And with, they were um, one and three at the time. And so it, they, they required a lot of attention. It's not like I could just leave them to play by themselves. It was, it was only nap times and then evenings and weekends that I could work. So I just plowed ahead and just carried on. And um, I think it was the end of that lockdown where I looked back and saw just how much I'd been affected um, both physically and mentally, that I realized that I really need to pay more attention to the early signs and the signs of things that are happening a lot earlier on to protect myself. Um, and I've done that. So when things have started to get a bit more overloaded um, with lots of things being up in the air, I've taken the steps to protect myself and, and put more um, communication in with my clients and talking about um, timescales and things like that. I think just keeping those lines of communication open and being open and honest has really helped me out. Um, and it's just, it's just being able to see it. Sometimes you're just lost in the fog and you can't take that step back and just see what's happening. So I think that is really important to do. Absolutely, absolutely. And the very, very, very good aspect, the fact is we learn from looking back and just how important self-reflection is. Definitely. What would you describe that you've really truly created for yourself? Um, I, a, a healthier, happier environment really. Um, my autoimmune conditions are long-term. I'll, I'll have them for life. My medication um, has quite nasty side effects. So I try to balance that out with being kind to myself and um, looking after my health so that I don't need as much medication um, and I think it is just getting that that balance there which is hard because I am the kind of person who is very go hard or go home so when I have to try and pull that back I find it really difficult and so finding that balance of not pushing myself too hard but 
enough to keep me happy because I'm happiest when I'm busy. Um, it's just that balance of not overdoing it. That's that's what I find tricky, and that's what I've been learning to do. And it, and it will be an ongoing um, a journey. Um, it, it never comes to an end. But the fact that you've got awareness that you're able to bring that in life, and you're always striving to to find that balance for yourself, is amazing in itself. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is one of your greatest lessons from life to date? Oh, that is a tough question. I, I think the greatest lesson is being kind to myself. I spent so long beating myself up about many different things. Um, I've just written a chapter for a collaboration book where um, the way I talked to myself in my youth and, and ongoing um, was really, really unkind. Um, so I've learned to talk to myself in a better way. I've learned that um, you just need to be kind to yourself. So I wouldn't talk to my kids the way I've spoken to myself in the past. And that's been the biggest takeaway for me is that I need to, to be kind to myself. So when I had my autoimmune disease um, diagnosis, there were all these mixed emotions going through my head. So did I do something wrong? Have I caused this to happen to me? Um, maybe I deserve it and all of that kind of thing um but no it's just one of those things that's that's happened I've learned to manage it um the guilt has gone away because it wasn't my fault it's a um, genetic condition that I didn't have any choice about so it's just one of those things and I think that is when you have a chronic condition diagnosed it is really difficult to come to terms with that this is changing your life forever but it doesn't necessarily have to be in a bad way if I didn't have my arthritis I wouldn't have my business now because I would have just been going back to a normal job because that's what I knew um and th- there are lots of other things that have happened because of my arthritis that are positive so it- it's trying to I always look at the silver linings and think these things happen for a reason and so that that's that's just how I am thank you thank you so much for sharing that what is incredible here is Jen's true story of her origins, her struggles, because let's face it, we all have them. And most importantly, how Jen, you took your power back when you discovered yourself, when uh, in terms of self-worth, personal awareness and determination. And through such what could have been a real negative aspect of your life, you've turned around and found all of these positives and your journey has led you to where you are now. So thank you, Jen. Thank you for sharing that. And lastly, my lovely, where do you see your journey taking you? I, um, I, do you know what? That is actually a difficult question. I have, I set goals for myself every year, um, but I'm only just looking at the really long-term goals, goals because um, I've, I've tried not to look too far in the future because I don't know what's going to happen with my health and, and things like that. Um, but I'm really, really loving where I am now. I'm loving the authors that I'm working with. I'm loving my business. And so I want that to continue to grow. But I also want to um, help other people that are going through similar things to me. So I want to um, remove the stigma of arthritis. It's not just an old person's disease. I was only 23 when I was diagnosed and I'd had it for a long time before that. Um, but there are things that you can do to help yourself. You can keep active. You can 
talk about things. Um, so I think um, a lot of people need help to to see that it's actually okay and you can be okay with such a scary diagnosis. And that's what I want to do. Thank you, Jen. And I think you are an inspiration in yourself. The fact that, and I'm so sorry you were diagnosed with such a the challenging disease to live with, but very much like yourself, I was diagnosed quite young with type one diabetes and I didn't let that stop me very much like you. It's sort of, you have to go through the, the, the the challenges that that brings for you to truly sort of you have to hit rock bottom for you to go up because that's the only other other direction you will go so it's yeah. reaching that bottom awareness of it you can either dwell in it or you can move you can shift out of that area which you've clearly done that is <laughs> sensational so thank you and there will be so many listeners out there that do suffer from chronic illnesses or debilitating health that are either stuck or unsure where to go. So it's so important to be able to relate in that aspect to other incredible women that have adapted and learned to manage and live a fulfilled life with their condition. So thank you for sharing that. I would like to leave the listeners with one final thought. Jen, I'm going to ask you three quick questions. The first one, what does empowering women mean to you? It means supporting each other. So I think there are too many times when people feel knocked down by others or judged by others. And I much prefer a community of women supporting each other and lifting each other up. It's much more powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially as we're very good at tearing each other down. I think we need to put so much more emphasis on building each other up. Absolutely. Second question, my lovely. What three words would you describe yourself as? Um, an introverted extrovert I think that it, so that, that's three words <laughs> I think it's one of those it's it's a strange mix so on the surface I'm confident I'm bubbly but inside I tend to panic quite a lot but I think that isn't necessarily a bad thing I tend to overthink things but it, it's not necessarily a bad thing it makes me more compassionate makes me um think about what I'm saying more um, but I can still go out and talk to people and, and network and that kind of thing so it's served me well. Oh absolutely 100% relatable my lovely I'm exactly the same I'm of course <laughs> extremely confident yet inside I'm sort of a bit like um, a bit, I like the analogy of a duck hiding across the surface yeah. <laughs> where it's going mad underneath. <laughs> I've used that analogy myself funny. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly my lovely what makes Jen happy what makes you happy? My family makes me the happiest. Um, making sure that they are happy in themselves makes me happy in return. Um, and like we've said, I can only do that by filling from a, a full cup and um, getting to do my work and work with, with who I do that helps that happen. 100%, 100%. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Jen for your time today. You have been brilliant. Thank you to all my sensational listeners and I look forward to having another incredible woman sharing her story with you in the next episode. So thank you, Jen. You've been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you.